Welcome back to The Big Kick. I am your host, Chauncey Bones. Well, not welcome back. Welcome to The Big Kick. <laughs> Very funny. Okay. Anyway, less than 24 hours to the draft. And this year's draft is more unpredictable than any year's draft in the past, as we should know. No one knows for certain who's going to number one. No one who go, knows who for, for certain who's going top ten. No one knows who's, who's going to trade inside the top five. No one knows if someone's going to trade outside of the first round, from the first round. There's a lot of uncertainties. But I'm here to help guide you through this year's draft with the most up-to-date, most ideal mock draft with a little bit of sense and a little bit of football knowledge of myself thrown into it. So let's get this started. With the first overall pick in the NFL Draft, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars selecting Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. That may be a very bizarre pick for some. For more like-minded football fans, they would know Justin Fields is a Ohio State quarterback. If Justin Fields goes to any other team besides Jacksonville, a team with the past former head coach, Urban Meyer of the Ohio State fo- football organization, goes to Jackson. Justin Fields goes to Jacksonville. Jacksonville, maybe. Justin Fields will become one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Top three, top ten, top five. He could easily become the best quarterback in this draft if he goes to the proper place. Yes, I know Trevor Lawrence, best quarterback prospect 20 years, 30 years since Peyton Manning ever. Big up, most upside, not most upside. Biggest ceiling in this draft class, easily. But there's a lot of questions about Trevor Lawrence. Will he be a bust? Is the biggest question. Will Trevor Lawrence be a bust? I don't think he'll be the best quarterback in this draft class. There's way too much talent. And he's just, he's pretty. I'm gonna say it, Trevor Lawrence is overrated. Trevor Lawrence is surrounded by easily one of the best football organizations of all time. Clemson, best one of the best head co- coaching staffs in the league, and he still got knocked out last year. And was it the Rose Bowl by Justin Fields, who had his ribs basically freaking fractured and still came back and whooped Trevor Lawrence's team? My thoughts on that book. It makes more sense than most people think. Also, Jacksonville came out with a news report two days ago that they have limited down their top three, number one overall pick to three quarterbacks, and that was Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence. Which determines Justin Fields is the most ideal quarterback for Jacksonville. Anywho, with another pick that was already predetermined, number two Two overall pick, the New York Jets shall select Zach Wilson, quarterback BYU. Now, Trevor Lawrence is still on the board. I get that. 
Jets have already came out and said if Zach Wilson is at two, they're taking Zach Wilson. Doesn't matter if Trevor Lawrence isn't on the board. Zach Wilson is easily that guy for the Jets. An irrelevant team that is basically hardly known. Jets aren't that known of a team. Last year, they did horrible. Almost went out in 16 until the Rams, obviously, choked up a game. But I think Zach Wilson, just a small-town kid from BYU, which isn't a huge college, and going to a small-town NFL team. It's just it's a perfect match. They're obviously taking quarterback here if they already traded away Sam Donald. I think it's just I do. Now, with the number three overall pick, however, I have the San Francisco 49ers selecting Trevor Lawrence quarterback Clemson. Also, this trade, the 49ers on that draft day will trade Jimmy Garoppolo to a team. I'm not fully positive which team they will trade him to. Could be any team, any NFL team in the league. Could be the Steelers. Most ideal is the Steelers. Vikings, Chargers, maybe if they want to have some like backup behind. Maybe the Falcons. You never know. But that trade will happen either on the first draft day or it'll happen down the road. It'll probably be for a draft pick next year, year prior, year after. It'll be a bunch of draft picks for Jimmy Garoppolo. Because Trevor Lawrence, the best quarterback in the draft, best high ceiling, well, not ceiling, but highest floor in the draft, easily. But he's a little overrated. Some teams may have more. You just never know. Anyway, with the fourth overall pick, I do not have the Falcons trading out. I think with all this Julio talk, everything around that, they're going to want another weapon. Fourth overall pick, Kyle Pitts, tight end from Florida. It's just ideal. It's basically just like tight end form. He's quick, he's fast, he's a very fast tight end. It's just an ideal pick at four. Another ideal pick at five. The Cincinnati Bengals will select Jamar Chase, wide receiver at LSU. As much as I will hate this pick, it is the most ideal and probably predictable pick in the draft. The reason because Joe Burrow has came out and said Jamar Chase is the person they he recommends that the Bengals take. Bengals have came out and said that they possibly will take him. Eagles even traded out of the top 10 because they knew that the Bengals were going to possibly take Jamar Chase at 5. It was something better. Actually, no. Bengals, honestly, that would possibly be the best deal because with the O-line, their O-line, there's so many offensive linemen in this draft. A lot of talented offensive linemen. They can trade out versus they, they can trade out of the fifth spot if they really want to get a bunch of draft picks. 
can just build that O line. Get Terrence Marshall in the second round if they really want to see wide receiver, which they already have T. Higgins. So I'm see the reason. Oh my bad. T. Higgins. Clemson wide receiver. Never mind. Anywho. With the number six overall pick, a pick that I would love to see. I don't let, know why they have them getting a wide receiver in most of our mock drafts. It's not ideal. They just got Will Fuller, they have Devontae Parker, they have Jakeem Grant. It's a very talented wide receiver core already. They do not need Jalen Waddle, they do not need a Devontae Smith. They do not need a wide receiver. If they want a wide receiver, they'll go wide receiver second round or later in this draft. And sixth overall pick, well, Miami Dolphins select Pene Sewell, offensive tackle, Oregon. It's just, it's it's a match made in heaven. Tua Tagovailoa, a quarterback who's by mo a lot of people already on the chopping block after having four, four, three, four bad games at the end of last season. Uh, after coming off of a leg tear, it's just, it wasn't the best situation. He didn't even know he was going to play at all this season. He thought he would have played three games towards the end of the season. He ended up playing about 12, it was 12, 11 games. And he played pretty solid in about seven, six, seven of those games. Which, I don't know why everyone downgrades him just because of a couple bad games at the end of the season. All rookie quarterbacks have bad games. It's just not. It just doesn't make sense how they already have him as such a such a horrible prospect in next year's draft. Hold up, as I connect my headset, which has not been connected. My apologies. Okay, so we should go into the seventh overall pick. Seventh overall pick, in my opinion. Everyone has Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle going top 10, top 5, all these teams. Devontae Smith, in my opinion, is the greatest wide receiver in this draft. I don't care what Jamar Chase is, how tall he is, how big he is. He is not as versatile as Devontae Smith. He is not as good in every single category as being a receiver as Devontae Smith. Jamar Chase is a great receiver. I'm not giving, I'm not downgrading him. I'm not calling him a bum. Nothing at all. Jamar Chase is the second best wide receiver. But as it comes to putting everything together and being able to shine in that kind of aspect, Devontae Smith is easily the best wide receiver in this. Anywho, has nothing to do with my seventh overall pick whatsoever. Seventh overall pick is my favorite defensive player in this draft, Michael Parsons. Linebacker, Penn State, Penn State University. Michael Parsons is special. He's the most special defensive player in this draft. A lot of the defensive players in this draft fit one mold or one kind of player aspect or Michael Parsons doesn't. Michael Parsons can play inside, he can play outside, he can play inside linebacker, he can play outside linebacker, he can play head rusher. Michael Parsons, it doesn't matter. Michael Parsons will hold through your O-line 
receivers. Deflect a pass thrown to your tight end or wide receiver. He'll bull rush your running back. He'll collapse the O-line and destroy your quarterback. It doesn't matter. Micah Parsons can do it all with flair. Now, I know how people had Micah Parsons dropping in the draft due to an incident in the locker room, blah de blah It's a bunch of bullcrap. It was proved. It was just some, some college shenanigans. All college students do that. I have experience of my own of college students doing. But it's just more logical. More logical. Micah Parsons is going top 10. Doesn't matter what incidents happen. It's one incident. Same thing happened with Laramie Tunsil. He went in the league and he's a beast now. That plays for a bad team. But he's a beast. Probably one of the best tackles in the league. And also, for the Lions, they don't need offense. They're going to go back to a run, run-heavy scheme now that they have DeAndre Swift and Kerryon Johnson. Hopefully he comes back eventually. He's been injured almost every season for the past, like, decade. But with that running back duo and DeAndre Swift being such an amazing young talent, they're not going to need this huge wide receiver core with this special wide receiver. They don't need that. They, I think they just signed Terrell Williams. Amazing wide out. Very tall. Basically the next probably Kenny Galladay for them. But Kenny Galladay went to the Giants. <laughs> we'll go back into that. But yeah. It's Micah Parsons. He helps out that horrible pass rush. He'll help out the defense entirely. He'll be a great leader for that team. It just makes sense. It makes more sense than most of the picks in this draft than I, than I have. Alright, next pick. I have the New England Patriots selecting. Oh, I have them trading. Okay. I have the New England Patriots trading with the Panthers. Giving, I wouldn't say a plethora. Three or four draft picks. First, their first overall pick, basically a pick swap giving them, I think, their third round this year and then a fifth round next year. Basically, the Panthers trading out of the top ten because they don't need that anymore. Now that Kyle Pitts is off the board, the only guy, Kyle Pitts and Panay Sewell, there's a Sean Slater, he'd still be on the board, but tackle's not like a huge need for the, for the Panthers. It's not a huge need. They have a lot more needs than tackle, and there's a lot of linemen in this draft that they can, they can focus on tackle later down the road. They don't. Now that Peninsula is off the board, there's not much sense in drafting. So, the Panthers trade down with the Pats as the Pats go ahead and select their quarterback, probably of the future, and Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Easily the most gifted quarterback in this draft. Not physically gifted, but potential and arm strength and speed. A mixture of everything. It's more of hard work than it is a gift. If this was all a gift for Trey Lance, he'd basically be Trevor Lawrence. 
He'd be in Trevor Lawrence's shoes currently. He would be projected as the number one overall pick already for almost a year. Two years. A year, two years. This has been projected that Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one since like 2019. 2018. Trey Lance. Trey Lance is special. Trey Lance would easily be the number one overall pick if it wasn't for Trevor Lawrence controversy. That being said, Trey Lance, knowing that the Pats still have Cam Newton on a one-year deal for $14 million, he will not start due to his inability of, obviously, experience only playing 19, 18, 17 games in college. Not a lot of experience. Not a lot of experience, but a lot of talent. Didn't throw a pick in a flu season with 29 touchdowns. It was 12 tu- 12 rushing touchdowns. I don't want to be wrong. 12 rushing touchdowns. He would just he just played amazing. He played better than any quarterback has, and he's just really been under the radar. He was top, he was the third best quarterback projected about three, four months ago before Zach Wilson blows up from all this talk from Chris Sims. It's garbage, but whatever, we move. Zach Wilson's easily a great talent. He's an amazing quarterback. He went under the radar for way too long. I think we should have all realized that. But Trey Lance in my opinion, will possibly be the second most co- successful quarterback in this draft. It's either him, it's a mix. Uh, Justin Fields is going to be the, probably the most successful if he goes to Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence probably second, but then Trey Lance with third, or Zach Wilson a third, Mac Jones maybe a third. And it's just from there, it's just, it's very confusing. Every one of these quarterbacks will possibly be successful. Maybe be successful. Anywho, number nine overall pick. I have another trade. Now, after today, knowing what happened with the Broncos and how Teddy Bridgewater was traded to the Broncos, they're not going to need that number nine overall pick. Now that players like Michael Parsons are off the board, there's not much that you can get there. They have a good secondary now. They can trade back and take an edge rusher or something at like inside D lineman. They don't really need anything on defense. I mean, they could take Rashawn Slater here, but they don't really need O-line. They don't really need much. So trading outside the top 10 with this pick would possibly be the smarter move. Getting a decent amount of picks for that ninth pick and honestly helping out a team in the whole other opposite division in the Bears who I have trading for that pick and with the number nine overall pick I have the Chicago Bears selecting Mac Jones quarterback Alabama it just makes too much sense it makes too much sense Andy Dalton's obviously going to be the starter to start the year. Just like how Nick Foles ended up coming in last year. It's going to be the same way. More quarterback controversy. I'm going to feel very, very bad for Chicago for the next half decade. It's going to be rough. 
But Mac Jones, he's special in his own way. He's very intelligent. He's a very high IQ quarterback. Easily the smartest quarterback in this draft, as we can see. He's by analytics, by an analysts, everyone, freaking reporters, draft, draft reporters, everyone, everyone just says, Mac Jones, easily the smartest quarterback in this draft. That being said, he kind of fits what Matt Nagy wants to do in his offense. Kind of a quarterback who has the ability mood of his legs, sort of, but more can stand in the pocket and dish it off to his running backs, more on check downs and throwing more short drag routes and cuts to his tall, lengthy wide receivers. And with Mac Jones, you get the you just get an average quarterback. The average quarterback who can make smart plays get the ball off quick. Mac Jones, he's it. So with that being said, with the tenth overall pick, I have the Dallas Cowboys selecting Patrick Sertain, cornerback Alabama. They need so much help in the secondary. Coverage defense in this coming week. And with this pick, just they get the best cornerback, overall cornerback. In the draft, he's quick, he has decent speed, he's just decent, he's just good. Because I said earlier, he's not special, he's not this big special guy that you're gonna get, you're gonna get consistency from Patrick Sertan. Definitely gonna have to draft more secondary. I mean, they definitely went out. I mean, they got some solid safeties in Keanu Neal and Damante Casey. I mean, they're average. I'm not going to bloat them up like they're freaking big studs, but I mean, you have to do way more. <laughs> way more. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Giants fan, but you're going to have to do a lot, especially in the NFC East this year. It's going to be tough. Everyone's going to. Call them down because last year, but last year a lot of the NFC East teams were injured. You gotta take that into accountability. Dak is out for the whole year, Saquon. Somehow the football team did, did amazing. They were the only team that wasn't really injured. Eagles had basically half their O line injured, all their star O line. Their entire wide receiving core was injured. Most of their front seven was injured. They were beat up. This is a lot of injuries. The next year, the NFC East are going to be good. It'll be good again. So, and with all the wide receiver duos now, except for the Eagles, but the Eagles might get good too with possibly their draft pick this year. You just never know. Who knows? Jalen Rager. Rager. Come back after kind of a slump in his rookie year. A great sophomore year. You just don't know. So, Patrick Sertain, good start defensively. Even though the Cowboys aren't known for their great defensive picks, they always slouch when it comes to defensive picks. I hope this defensive pick works. 
I mean, at least their first round defensive pick. They, they've drafted great defensive players outside the first round, which makes me kind of question going defense here. They could go O-line. Someone like a Rashawn Slater, someone like a Christian Darisaw, someone like Elijah Vera Tucker. O-line's not something they really need. Be tight end. I mean, Kyle Pitts is already off the board. Doesn't leave you a lot. When it comes to offense, at least. So Patrick Sardane, good pick. Good pick for them. Number 11 in the overall pick. Maybe a little weird for a little bit of people, but apparently for a lot, it's basically what I don't think is going to happen. Number 11 the overall pick, I have the New York Giants selecting Devontae Smith, wide receiver, Alabama. Now, it's a, this was more this was more tough than I thought, because both Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith are on the board at this pick. And when it's everyone, they don't get the other one probably drops the picks right below them, which teams below them do need wide receivers. Teams like the Raiders and the Dolphins and the Eagles and even the that's really the Broncos, maybe the Colts, Titans need a wide receiver too. The Jets. Only have Corey Davis, they have Jameis Crowder, they got it, they got Denzel Mims. I mean, it's not a bad wide receiver core, but they could get better at the position. Now, whoever they take here, the Giants take, they need to take a skill position. If all these guys, unless Rashawn Slater, unless they like O-line at this pick, unless they want someone like a Jalen Phillips, maybe... I don't because there's a lot of edge rushers. There is a lot of linemen in this draft. They have a solid amount of picks. It's six. Yeah, yeah. There's and there's not a lot of holes at O-line on the Giants. They did play better last season towards the end of the year. Statistically at least. And drafting first round O line, even though Andrew Thomas already to sort of pick it up towards the end of last year, he still isn't it. He's definitely a draft plus, if you want to say that, being a top five pick. And an O line pick, the first O line taken off the board, O lineman taken off the board. That's a draft plus. That's the definition of the draft plus. He's definitely a plus. So that's why the number 11 overall pick, I haven't taken Devontae Smith. We don't miss when we put draft skill positions. Saquon, Odell, at least in the first round. I mean, <laughs> we've drafted some offensive busts, but first round draft picks. Eli, he was good. Jeremy Shockey. I mean, the list goes on. We've drafted a lot of good old offensive skill position players quarterback obviously doesn't count as a real skill position player but he's definitely a key part of the team and we've drafted pretty pretty good wide receiver quarterbacks pretty good quarterbacks well we didn't draft Eli we drafted 
was it Phillip Rivers? Yeah, we drafted Phillip Rivers, and then we traded Phillip Rivers to the Chargers for Eli. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Eli didn't want to go to the Steelers. We took anyway. With the 12th overall pick, we got the Philadelphia Eagles selecting Jalen Waddle. He's great. I love Jalen Waddle. He fits so well in just any offense. He can play. He can play with limited minutes. He can play outside. He has the speed to beat any corner deep. He can play inside, run slant, run drag route, run short routes. I mean, he can, he can play a little bit of running back. I mean, he can really do everything that you want for a team. I would have the Giants have taken him, but the Giants already have a guy like that in Sterling Shepard and John Ross. They don't really need that skilled, super quick receiver guy. They need another guy who can catch deep balls, and as much as people like Darius Slayton, I don't like Darius Slayton, he can't catch, he cannot create separation, he's not as good as everyone thinks, <laughs> don't know why everyone likes him, he's not a bad player, he's a fifth round pick, he's kind of good, but you know, he's not, he can't create, he just has good hands, and he plays against horrible, competi- horrible competition, Sometimes he plays against guys like Darius Slay. Oh my god. Ooh, he lost Darius Slay. The most overrated quarterback, quarterback in the league. Ooh. But, no. No. Just because he monsters people like that doesn't mean anything. But Jalen Waddle to the Eagles, I think it just makes sense. At least, especially for Jalen Hurts, who is one of the scrambling quarterbacks. No room for running back. I think that's stupid. But. He's just special. He's a special guy. He's really he's versatile. Not versatile. He's quick. He's really quick. Really quick. Fast. And someone like the Eagles really need a guy who can create separation because no one was doing that last year. And that's led to them trading Carson Wentz. Because Carson Wentz is apparently a bust even though he has no help. It's just the same way with Daniel Jones. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Daniel Jones is the same exact way. Team can only be as good as the quarterback. The quarterback can only be as good as the team. It's the same, but you know what I mean. But number 13 overall pick. However, I have the Chargers selecting Rashawn Slater. Now I know that they don't really need O line. Rashawn Slater's just too talented. He can play guard. He can play tackle. He can play this, every, anything. They really need a guard so he can. Just fill in any position you want. You want him to fill, honestly. Like any single position. I don't need a center. If my mind checks out correctly. They just signed Corey Lindsley. Yes, they did. So they don't need a center. They do kind of need a guard. They. Eh. Left guard, left guard. They definitely need a left guard. That's a big hole. And if they have that new rookie quarterback, big shiny boy Justin Herbert, I mean, if you want to see your quarterback succeed, you need help around him. It's just basically, that team's stacked. If they don't take edge rusher here, they're going to take a next round. 
And I mean, with Rashawn Slater still on the board, they're not going to pass on Rashawn Slater. They need a guard. They need a tackle. At least I think a right tackle. They, they got holes on the line that Rashawn Slater can fill. Anyway, number 14 overall pick, we have the Vikings select Christian Darisol, offensive tackle, Virginia Tech. Christian Darisol, he's a big boy, big meat hog. Vikings could use someone like him. He's he's pretty good. He's I mean he's not great. He can play both sides, sorta. He's more primarily the right as I play out. Yeah, he's more primarily the right. But I mean, he can still play left too. And and a line like the Vikings, where they really need O line. Just lost Riley Reef, their only really solid lineman, who's not really good. They're gonna need O line. It's just there. Now with the pick that the Panthers traded down for, from the past, they're gonna go out and they're gonna select. Linebacker from Notre Dame, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa is Micah Parsons' kind of stunt double, if you want to take it like that. He can do, he can do almost everything, just not in the way Micah Parsons does everything. He is more of an edge rusher who comes off the let, the edge. He can kind of. Gets the quarterback sort of pretty quick. He's got, a, he had a solid 40. He's, he's an okay prospect. I just don't like him as, Micah, as much as Micah Parsons. I don't have fallen a whole lot. I mean, if, if I mean, the f- highest up I have him going is probably the Eagles. Just if they want him. Either he's going Eagles, Chargers, or the Panthers here at 15. But the Panthers really need help on that on the edge spot because they don't really have any linebackers outside of Shaq Thompson. Defense needs more help than offense. That's why there's no no O line here. They don't need more O line. They'll take a tackle in the next round, as I was saying earlier. It just makes sense. Jeremiah Usakoromoa, good talent, good player. Obvious pick. This one's probably a no-brainer. Cardinals, number 16 overall. Select J.C. Horn, cornerback, South Carolina. It's just obvious. They lost Patty P. They need a replacement. Young, he's quick. He has good hands. He can play zone coverage. He's best zone coverage corner in this entire draft. Nothing enough said. There you go. Number 17 overall pick. Jalen Phillips, edge rusher, Miami. Jalen Phillips is one of those four or five guys I want the Giants to take at 11. He's special. He's big. He's strong. He can basically destroy your tackle in any way he wants. It's just it's fun to watch. It's fun to see. He's a very good talent. Oh, he's now over Gregory Rousseau just because he missed a season, kind of. 
questions me a little bit. I really like Gregory Rousseau. If you can't tell, he's just a hog mark. Uh, he's crazy. Jalen Phillips, though, he's a nice, nice little piece off the edge. He's solid. I like him. Number 18 overall pick is a player that is getting a little more draft hype as of recent, which I'm very happy for him. He's a solid player. I mean, he can, he's, he's pretty solid inside. I mean, more, more like rushing the gaps and kind of creating opportunities for the edge rushers to more collapse in and just kind of destroy the entire 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 inside basically you think you can catch my drift um nah uh number 18 overall pick Jermaine Dean Jermaine Davis on back Kentucky yeah he's special he's good he's quick quick enough I mean he's sort of quick He's a little slow. He's a little slower than average, but linebacker is a need. More for this team now. Our outside linebacker, Jerome Baker, obviously on that team. He's a beast. I mean, there's not not more you can say about him. He's just good. But someone who can more attack the edge, more kind of. Penetrate that O-line. God, can't. Uh, more with a, more of a fierce aggression to him, I guess. More than Jerome Baker. Jerome Baker is a little more relaxed than Jermaine Davis. But nah, this is a good pick. I like it. Okay. Number 19 overall pick. I have the Washington football team. Oh my God, they need to change that name. They need to change the name, please, please, please change the name. Like, you've had a year and a half. Like, does it take that long to come up with a new name? Like, we've given you, like, at least a hundred options. I mean, hell, go to hockey and go take the Capitals, the Washington Capitals, President, something. Freaking Washington Monument. I don't care. That's actually a good one. I like that one. Want to submit that one? Anyway, 19 overall pick. I have football team filling a gap. Trayvon Morig, safety TCU. Great talent. I mean, there's nothing more you can say about them. They need a lot of help at safety with Landon Collins and his timeless amount of injuries that he has almost every season. Free safety. I. I honestly forget who it is most of the time. It's kind of a no-name. He's not that great. I mean, they're not known for, like, how good they can play the deep ball. And Trevon Morig is the guy who can play the deep ball pretty well, which they need help with. They need someone who can play deep. Trevon Morig gives you that versatility. He can also play a little bit of slot. Not full, right? That's slot. But he's not bad. He's... He's, an, he's, he's just a overall pretty good player. Nothing more, nothing less. Now that he's sneaking no more into the first round mock drafts, gotta have him right here. If the Washington football team doesn't decide to trade up and take a quarterback like this, 
or but if they don't do that, they take a quarterback for second round, third round. They have a bunch of quarterbacks in this draft. There's a lot of talent. But with another tra- uh, pick that was traded back to, we have the number 20 overall pick for the Denver Broncos going out and getting Quiddy Pay edge rusher Michigan. Quiddy Pay is he's kind of falling down my draft board. Just because his inability, he's kind of slow, he's kind of sluggish. I mean, he's not the quickest guy off the line. He's more, in my opinion, of a D-tackle than an edge rusher. I think he'll play a lot of inside in the league. Which, for the Broncos, that wouldn't be bad. They need someone who can do that, who can be a little bit of versatile. Not fully quick, he's not the fastest, but he can still play on the edge. After Vaughn Miller leaves this year, I mean, that's what you're going to need. You have Bradley Chubb there. You have Vaughn Miller, who's going to be gone. Outside of that, on the front seven, you have Shelby Harris. and That's kind of it. Not a lot. Kind of need help, which Quiddy Pay would bring a lot of help to that defense. Number 21 overall pick, we got... The Colts, the Indianapolis Colts selecting their new replacement at left tackle and Samuel Cosme from Texas. Kind of forgot where he's from for a second. Anyway, Samuel Cosme, he's just, he's nice. He's an average, pretty good pass blocker. I mean, he can hold the line and just do, he just follows his on. It's basically what they need. It's just a simple pick. There's not a lot of depth into taking Samuel Cosme. This is what they need. It's pretty ideal. They don't have it's either Samuel Cosme or Tevin Jenkins at this pick. In my case, I kinda don't have Sam Tevin Jenkins going in the first round. I just don't really like him. He's um, a little sluggish. Which a lot of O linemen are, which I know that, but a little sluggish for most O linemen. <laughs> I don't like him that much. Oh well. Number 22 overall pick is a guy who's been falling down the draft boards due to a back surgery. You know him, Caleb Farley, cornerback, Virginia Tech. He, he's the best press corner in this draft. Best, he can play man better than almost anyone in the league currently. He's a great player, just with a little bit of me- medical issues with the back surgeries, too, I think, in the past year. The two back surgeries. But that's, that is risky, taking them. But for the Titans, they really need help after getting rid of basically every single corner they have. Every single corner. God, and Logan Ryan. Dory Jackson, Desmond King. That's a lot of corners to get rid of in one year. Basically, all their starting corners. Don't have anyone outside that, really. <laughs> but yeah, Caleb Farley would be a perfect picker. They need help on defense anyway. It just makes sense. 23 overall pick. I have the New York Jets. Already taking another pick, they go out and get Aziz Olajari, <laughs> Georgia. Aziz Olajari, 
solid choice. I mean, he's really good off the edge. I mean, he can get to the quarterback pretty quick. He's he's pretty he's pretty fast. I mean, he's not blowing you away with his speed, but I mean, who really is in this draft? That's not a skilled position player. Outs, at least in the first, that's first round prospects. They're not super speed, freaking run out 4 2 combine, freaking 40 yard dash. But I mean, they're, they're alright players. But Aziz Lillard, he just fits a need, fits one. No, O line's also kind of a need. But already going offense in this first round. I don't see them going offense again. I just think Ed Rusher would work for him. 24th overall pick. I have the Pittsburgh Steel City Steelers. That just sounds wrong coming out of my mouth. Taking Nahi Harris. Running back Alabama. Oh my gosh. This is needed. The Steelers had easily, in my opinion, the worst running offense last year. Maybe just above the Jets, like 31st, 30 range. Bad. It was horrible. The Jags, I mean, James Robinson's a beast, but the Jags sucked, and they still had a better running game than the Steelers. It's that bad, and the Steelers have been known for years for the running game. They're incredible running game and pass combo. I mean, they used to be able to open the field with that. Now, it's just straight pass. Straight pass. Straight pass. Straight pass. Receiver drops. Straight pass. Drop. 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 More drop. Drop after drop. Drop after drop. Drop. It's just a lot of drops. It's not working when you're targeting your receivers 80 times a game. Throwing 50, 50 pass. 50 plus passes and only completing roughly around 59% of those passes isn't great for Big Ben, especially if he's a lot older. He That means he's got to stand in the pocket for a lot longer and he's got to get that ball off a lot, which is run game. That's the point of having a run game if you're an old quarterback. Tom Brady's easy proof of that. Always had a good run game around him. Old player, good run game. It's just what Tom Brady's good for. Now that Big Ben's reaching that point where he's really not mobile whatsoever, he can hardly move. I think it's safe to say that even though I hate running backs on the top in the first round, it just doesn't make sense. I know I know the Giants took Saquon second overall a couple of years ago. CMC was the first round back. I know I get that, but most of the first top and backs that were that was that are in the league right now are not first round picks. Most of them are not. Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb wasn't. This goes on as a bunch. But not here is a special. I mean, he basically turned the Alabama offense into what it was. Him and Devontae Smith. Mac Jones is just, he's just there. He's kind of just high on Mac Jones. Oh, yo, Mac Jones, I can, I can hand off the ball. There you go. There you go, you did it. 
don't know what I'm saying anymore, but yeah, not here. It's a good pick for the Steelers. Number 25 overall pick, the Jag get help on defense, something that they badly need. They get the big boy, Zevin Collins, linebacker, Tulsa. He's just a huge, he's a freak of nature. 6'5", like 238. He's he's big. I mean, he's good. He can play inside, he can play outside, la la la, all that. He's just a beast. There's no way the 6'5 linebacker is a bust. Like, I think that's kind of impossible for that to be the case ever. But, yeah. 26 overall pick. I got the... Browns, honestly, they don't need a lot of help on that line, but, I mean, outside of that, they don't need a lot, so, with this pick, I have them taking Wyatt Davis, I mean, it's a solid pick, you can fill, fill him at left guard next to Wyatt Teller, he basically fills out your O-line, I mean, Wyatt Davis, in my opinion, is the, probably the best guard in the draft. And I mean, he's like 6'5", six, 6'4". Six, big guy, big boy, can block pretty well. Blocked pretty well last year for Ohio State, but I don't know. 27th overall pick, we got Liam Eichenberg. Tackle Notre Dame. You can tell I'm getting very tired, but I mean, we gotta finish this. We kinda gotta finish this. I already have the picks already picked from earlier, but after the Lionel Brown trade, they need uh, to fill in the tackle position. And as I said before, I don't like Tevin Jenkins whatsoever. So we're not gonna take him here. I always never liked Tevin Jenkins. I just think he's not really cut out for the league. I think he's more sluggish. I don't think he lifts a lot. I don't think he works out to the full extent that he can. I just don't like him. He's not the kind of lineman that I would want on my team. William Eichenberg, he's a big boy. Holds his blocks. That's what he's told. Basically, he's a little bitch. <laughs> I don't swear, but yeah, he's basically, basically that's what he is. Okay, with 28 overall pick, we have the Saints filling out probably the biggest need on their team next to everything after they cut half their team. We got the Saints getting Kadarius Tony, wide receiver, Florida. I have him going off the board before Rashad Bateman just because Kadarius Tony fits the scheme more. Shot Bateman, more of a bigger guy, doesn't look like he would be a Saints wide receiver. I'm saying, at least the second option wide receiver on the Saints. Saints could like him. He, they could easily like him, but I think they want more of a speed guy who can break out and be there and just play the slot play a lot of everything 29th overall pick we got the Green Bay Packers selecting Elijah Vera Tucker there you go USC finally Elijah Vera Tucker comes off the board I think he's either going here 
or he might slip to the second round. You never know. He's definitely a little overhyped. He's a great player. Not taking that away from him. But compared to the white white Davis in this draft, I just don't I don't think it's that that comparable. I just think Wyatt Davis is miles above Elijah Vera Tucker. Elijah, I love Elijah Vera Tucker. I think he's going to be a really good run blocker in the league, but he's just, he's not a, at least for a top 25 pick. Wyatt Davis wasn't top 25 pick either, but he's top, he's top 27. He's, he's three picks above him. They're in the same range. This is number 30 overall pick. Bills need to fix that number two corner spot is not working. I got them selecting Asante Samuel Jr. Cornerback, Florida State. I get it. It's a little too early for him. A little. He's more of a second, third round prospect. But Asante is just, he's so talented, at least in zone and press coverage. He can basically play the entire field. He can play some mixed of free safety sometimes. He can play slot. I mean, he's just a good player. And for the Bills who really don't need that star corner or star player really anymore, I mean, they have everything they really need. I mean, you can make the argument that they take someone like Travis and that <laughs> neat me and I can't pronounce his name but you know what I mean you can't take they could take him here they could take Javante Williams here they could take a lot of players here but I just I just like Asante Williams Samuels to the Bills more than most players a number 31 overall pick Ravens finally get an edge rusher, which they really need after losing. What's his fucking what's his um, Big guy who went to. Uh, you ain't no one. Guy who went to the Patriots. Um, so, yeah, they go out. They get edge rusher Penn State Jason Owen, who's just a hog moth. He's just big dude. Gets off the line relatively quick. I mean, there's just nothing not to like about him. He's just a good player. An overall player. And with the thirty number 32 overall pick, I have the Seahawks, who only have 33 picks in the draft, trading away their fourth-round pick this year and a third-round next year to trade inside the top, trade inside the first round, and take Gregory Russo at Drusher, Miami. I don't know how everyone has him going outside of the first round. Literally two months ago, he was a first top 10 prospect, and then he slipped down to the top 15, and then he slipped out of the top 20, and then randomly, all of a sudden, he was the 56th project pick. It didn't make sense to me. He's a great, great player, great off-the-field off personality, just a great locker room guy. I get it. He opted out last year, but did, so did a lot of players. Doesn't take away his talent just because he opted out for a year due to the COVID vaccine virus, which is a very serious topic that shouldn't be talked about in that kind of format, but it's fair. It's just very odd to see Gregory Russo just slip out of the top first round just so easily when he's such a great player. He's such a great player. 
But that, 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 that'll do it. That does my 2021 NFL mock draft. That took a long fucking time. Wow, I'm tired. It is 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, I guess this is big boy, big man Chauncey Bowen signing off for the night. I will see you guys tomorrow at 8 o'clock Eastern Pacific Standard Time. Well, we see if my mock draft comes true.